the most powerful things for a young person that lives in this area or this region is to develop a little bit of hope you know mm. have a little bit of hope, mm. hope in mm. their heart which yeah. which is um you know might sound quite dramatic it might sound you know it's a long way removed from our lives mate but you know a young kid there that's living day by day if they've got parents you know helping them find a feed it's survival day every day there so so you know to create a little bit of hope and and allow them you know to dream a little bit is probably the um the the ultimate reason for doing this but um you know if it could advance to something you know really big like the kenyan story down the track in the in the years to come and you know one of these cyclists uh, make a world tour team god forbid or a Conti, yeah. pro conti team or something like yeah. that well that that'd be just a bonus Right, we are live. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining another uh, episode of the Giro podcast. I'm joined by longtime friend of the podcast, Ross Burridge. How are you, Jordan? Yeah, Good I'm to very, see your face again. I know, mate. It's been so what we are at 7 a.m. here at the minute. So, what, 6 p.m. over there? 6 p.m. Aussie time, yeah. And uh, let's, uh, let's give our customers a reason to be down. How, what's the weather like over there? <laughs> Ah, blue sky, looking out the yeah. window, blue yeah. sky, it was about mid-20s today, t-shirt oh. weather, as you can see. Beautiful. Uh, it's been a pretty cold summer for us, but um, we can't complain. Yeah, it must be I mean. a bit, bit chilly there for you at the moment. I think we have to put that cold summer into a bit of, bit of perspective, Ross, come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, uh, yeah, um, the sun's just starting to peak out a bit and there's a bit of snowfall on the ground, so couldn't be, couldn't yeah, be more opposite. Yeah. Well, you say snow. I mean, snow is nice, but unfortunately, we don't have this kind of epic, beautiful snow that lasts for ages. We have snow that's fun for about two hours and it turns into slush. So then we have the next week. Yes. Then we have the next (laughs) week of like grey slush. But, you know, hey, look, I'm not going to I'm not going to be complaining about that. Um, So for all of our listeners, uh, obviously, Ross has been on the podcast before. Uh, Ross is the man behind the amazing Masaka Cycling Club. And we wanted to do a bit of a catch up. the last episode of the podcast was with uh, uh, Michael De La Ronge from um, uh, Team Armani, which is obviously involved with with Masaka. That, please go back and listen to that. That was a really interesting podcast. Um, but obviously, it all started with you, Ross. It started with you know our involvement. Um, it started with you with Masaka. So I, I encourage uh, listeners to go back and listen to that. The original. I mean, it was one of our first podcasts. Actually, it was great. It was um, a while back now. It was a while back. Obviously, you. I'll, I'll let you do a bit of a sort of just kind of introduction of yourself. But we connected through uh, Sarah uh, from Curve Cycling. We had a bunch of kit um, that we had, you know, sort of a secondhand or kind of ex-sale kit uh, that we were keen to sort of donate. Uh, we heard that you were looking for some, so we shipped like eight boxes of, of kit out your way. Um, and then that's really where our relationship began. Um, and it's been great to kind of be involved in what you do. So, so without, without me blabbering on any further, Ross, give me a bit of a, uh, the, a summary of, of who you are and, 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 and uh, how, how Masaka came to be. Yeah, well, um, thanks, Jordan, and thanks for your involvement and ongoing involvement. Yeah. So Giro's been uh, incredible right from day dot, so appreciate yeah. it, mate. Well, Masaka Cycling Club, it's um, based in one of the poorest regions on earth in southern Uganda, 
So yeah. southern Uganda is uh, where the first diagnosed case of HIV ever occurred. So really, they've wow. been they've been uh, they've been uh, dealing with challenging pandemics for for many decades. So, yeah, yeah, and uh, in amongst one as as you know right now. So, mm. but um, I work for a company called Cotton On Foundation, which is an Australian clothing retailer, and they have got a philanthropy arm and invest a lot of money in this region of southern Uganda and and my role in that uh, organisation is as finance and sustainability manager. I spend a lot of time in that region supporting a lot of the schools that we build yeah. uh, and just a lot of initiatives that we that we have set up and operating in that region. So in normal circumstances, you know, I might be there five or six times a year at, yeah. you know, for blocks of two, three, four weeks. So spend a lot of time there and being a, a cycling fan cycling enthusiast so I do a lot of riding I've got my bike over there so yeah cool and um, just just by chance um, came across this small group of lycra clad uh, Ugandans um, mm-hmm. riding these uh, commuter bikes around Masaka where I was living and um, yeah befriended them and started riding with them and sort of got to know them and understand their their challenges a little bit more, and we um, it sort of started from me handing over you know my, an old road bike that I had sitting in the shed, and yeah, I, br- I brought that back over with me on one of the trips. And so, how and, long ago was this? Oh, geez, I'm guessing a little bit, mate, but probably two years ago. Okay, fine. Yeah, sure. And carbon fiber road bike was just like a <laughs> mid, to, mid to low tier um road bike and i brought it back and obviously they thought it was a gold bullion so wow and um uh yeah and that just got the got the mind ticking over a little bit um that sort of reaction i got um knowing that i that i and all my friends and everyone involved today could do a do a lot more than just hand over one single bike so yeah of course yeah, so come back and you start poking and prodding all the people you know and just um, gauge everyone's interest to see if they're willing to do a little bit more. And two years on, we've uh, done a hell of a lot. So, um, yeah, thanks to people like you, Jordan and Sarah, mm-hmm. for the for the introduction. There's there's a lot of people involved now. It's not, you know, one or two or three people. It's, um, you know, a couple of hundred dedicated people uh, making this happen at the moment. Well, I mean, it's amazing, and and um, I like what you said there. You know, there's there's got to be more than you can do than just handing over a bike, uh, and I suppose that's why it's been such a pleasure to be involved because there's a real vision behind it, and it doesn't feel like just another sort of charity box that you tick. It feels like it's you know we feel very fortunate to be a part of something that you're doing that's significant, um, which is really exciting. So so. Um, it started with you handing over a, essentially a, a bike, but obviously it's grown a lot since then. So yeah. let's talk a little bit about how Masaka really came to be and and, and what it's doing at, at the minute. I mean, we can kind of really start to unpack it further, but I suppose yeah. as a starting place, it would be good for the listeners to hear that. Yeah, for sure. I'll, you know, some context for the listeners might be along the lines of um, – they're probably familiar with how the canyons burst on the athletic scene, you know, a couple yes. of decades ago. Yes. Um, and now they dominate dominate the athletic scene. So 
you know, there's a similar story behind how that occurred where, you know, someone's obviously gone into Kenya and identified the talent and brought the talent to the fore mm. to showcase that talent to, to the world. And now, yeah. as you know, um, you know, yeah, it's the Kenya, benchmark. Yeah. Yeah. It is. So, so essentially what we're trying to do in East Africa, um, not only in um, Uganda, where, where my focus is, but through the Team Amani initiative mm. that Michael would have shared, yeah. is to do something similar with cycling. Mm. So go into these really poor regions um, of East Africa because there's so much talent there, just yeah. that they have no means whatsoever in terms of equipment, um, funds. You yeah. know, it's a very... Um, it's a really poor, poor region of Africa. So, yeah. so what we're trying to do, the whole concept of the Masaka Cycling Club Foundation is to try and mobilise this talent essentially, mm. um, but also just provide a pathway or a reason for, for the youth of that area to, to dream a little bit. So Yeah, wow, that's powerful. Yeah, and one of the most powerful things for a young person that lives in this area or this region is to develop a little bit of hope you know mm, have a little bit of hope, mm, hope in mm. their heart which yeah. which is um you know might sound quite dramatic it might sound you know a long way removed from our lives mate but you know a young kid there that's living day by day if they've got parents you know helping them find a feed it's survival day every day there so so you know to create a little bit of hope and and allow them, you know, to dream a little bit is probably the um, the the ultimate reason for doing this. But um, mm. you know, if it could have advanced to something, you know, really big like the Kenyan story down the track in the in the years to come, yeah. and you know, one of these cyclists uh, make a world tour team, God forbid, or a Conti, yeah. pro Conti team or something like yeah. that, well, that that'd be just a bonus. Yeah. I mean, so, it's it's amazing that you know, obviously speaking with yourself and then speaking with. Uh, Michael, a couple of weeks ago, um, it's amazing that obviously, you know, with your involvement with the work that you were doing, you know, some of those philanthropy projects, or you know, as part of the, the philanthropy sort of the arm of of, uh, of of the company you work for, that it was, you know, the the foundations and the knowledge was already there to start to put some things in place, but it was actually just taking advantage of that opportunity. Um, what were some of the projects you were doing sort of prior to Masaka as in through your work and, and, and yeah. it, uh, like, what, what, what does that look and how has the sort of knowledge from that translated to, to, to Masaka? Yeah, it's, um, well, my job specifically, well, let's start with what we're doing on the ground there. So in the region that we're working um, because of the, the devastating impact that um, HIV had on that region, mm. um, there were, you know, they, there was a pretty desperate area and there was sort of no education system. You know, a lot of people left the area. There was no health services, things like that. So um, we invest uh, between 10 to 12 million a year into this region. Okay. And we've been doing that for, for 12 years. So what we've managed to do is build some health centres to get some health services back there. Um, and also we've built 20 schools in the region. Uh, primary and secondary schools and kindergartens to get yeah. kids back in the education system. So, okay. so my my job specifically is to go into those schools and basically set up the operations, how the schools operate from a financial yeah. and operating perspective. Yeah. Um, work with the head teacher and the and the bursars and all the people that run the school to 
try and run it as efficiently as they possibly can yeah. um, to make sure we're providing a, a, a quality education for some of these kids and yeah. help them become contributing citizens in that region. So that that's the depth of my work. Yeah. So, and, you know, like, so if, if I'm comfortable in that area, like um, really, really comfortable working in that area. I guess the thing with the Masaka Cycling Club and Uganda and East Africa, for that matter, there's a lot of a lot of corruption in the region. Yeah, I sure. can't remember whether Michael referred to that or not, but but it was just over time, it was just um, understanding whether I was comfortable with, with the people that we're working with at the yeah. club. Yeah to make sure that, you know, every cent was accountable. Of course, every, yeah, yeah. Everything was transparent. Yeah. Everything was, I could justify involving other people in the project. Yeah, of course, knowing yeah, that, yeah. Knowing that everything was was going to where I was saying it was going. So, yeah. so, so I mean, that's a bit of a long-winded. No, it's, it's interesting. I mean, and it's great because, I mean, look, I mean, you, you just said a moment ago, you, you know, you sort of like took a bike over and that was only two years ago. Mm. So, I mean, at the moment there's work going on, there's, you know, clubhouse being built, you've got donations and donors from all parts of the, all corners of the globe. So, I mean, what's that been like? Cause I mean, it started and I, I, for, for me, I, I, I just love, I'm such a believer that you can have a vision for something, but you always have to start with what's in your hands. And if you respect what's in your hands and what's available to you, it's amazing to see what things kind of grow from that. Um, and it's just, and it starts so simple, but I mean, what's happening now. And then obviously the connections with Armani, like let's kind of like break apart that sort of journey to what started as you helping out and bringing a, 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 a second rate carbon road bike yeah, uh, to, to where it is now, where we've got, I mean, a, now we've got the supporters jerseys that we're seeing people all over the world wearing. There's, you know, Masaka is 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 on the map because of the work that it's doing. And there's a real vision for it. There's, so, I mean, let's kind of like, that was only two years ago. So let, let's talk about that journey from then till now. Yeah, it um, it's it's unbelievable really. But that's, um, you know, that's what collective action can do. Yeah. You know? Like um, yeah. a small... Small action from a lot of people can mm. um, have a huge impact. So, mm. but really, like going back that two two years ago, is just coming back to a mate here in a local bike shop like yours, Jordan, here in Torquay, mm. and saying, "Okay, we need to get um, all our mates to donate bikes. So let's let's contact all our cycling cycling buddies." And I'm sure you know half of them have got a bike sitting in their garage, just yeah. like I did. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, said to Jake, um, Jake, would you service him for nothing? Yeah, um, and um, he agreed, and he was like full on in right from day one. Yeah, so we put a call out, and it like literally within days we had ten bikes to take. Yeah, and I, and he was um, servicing those, and I was just muling muling them in essentially. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I went to, went to Uganda. So, um, that's sort of what, that's literally what we're trying to do, get some competitive bikes under these guys so they yeah. could actually race domestically. Yeah. Um, and then from there, it just sort of evolved, um, trying to think of ways to, to make, make it, um, a little bit more sustainable. So rather than just dropping bikes on them and they had no means or financial means to get to races. Yeah. I was like, well, how can we put together a sustainable program that um, 
enables us to accumulate regular funds so we can plan ahead yeah. and try and start taking these uh, this talent to um, some decent races, you know, into Kenya or Rwanda or somewhere like that and just see what the talent's like. So so how many um, members of the Masaka Cycling Club were there and how many are there now? And, I mean, you, you reference, you know, obviously the goal is to get them racing. So, you, you, I mean, yeah. is there, have you got training programs and, and, and what's, uh, you know, yeah, how many how many people are there now? Yeah, well, there's about fifty there now. Um, 50, at the that's time, am- that's amazing. Yeah, and at the time, you know, there would have been ten. You know, in terms of the the small group that we discovered on yeah. the street, um, and we started to put. I think going back, going back a, a, a you know a year or so ago, you know, like we never thought it could get this big. To be honest, Jordan, like yeah, we're just course. really trying to reach a reach a point where we could raise enough funds to get them to races and and just showcase their talent. Yeah. Um, but how we got that talent to the world state, like how we got eyes on that talent, was just always a bit of a mystery to us. So, um, but at least if we could get them to races, you know, they were fulfilling, you know, some dreams and and you know, the, the hope was sort of coming back um, into their lives. So we are sort of feeling like we were ticking, ticking some boxes. But, but then, you know, this collective action that you're talking about, um, mm. you know, pe- people start to get involved, you know, people like yourself and yeah. some big brands around the world start hearing the story. You start sharing the story and mm. Sarah's got a, Sarah Hammond's got a massive following. So yeah. people start listening. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, like um, we've got 145 monthly donors now wow, generating a little over $2,000 a month. Yeah. Which, which gives us, you know, which gives us, you know, quite a bit of dough to, yeah. to put some structured programs in place. Yeah. But so it's really starting to, to get there. And then we've got, we've had fundraisers from people fundraising from all around the world and, um, um, which which was which is really what's underpinned the building of the clubhouse. So yeah, you know, significant fundraising. So let's talk about the clubhouse. So obviously, yeah. I mean, it started with. I mean, you know, we've only seen photos and obviously our previous conversations, but it started with, you know, you just guys just had a, a place that you would meet, but then the vision was there to have your own specific building for the cycling club, um, yeah. and now it's being built. And we're, you know, you you send weekly update emails, and every week we see this, you know, kind of the the the, the building getting there, and it's it's exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. Well, it it sort of, we sort of um, chatted about, you know, how you know if this all goes pear shaped, <laughs> which <laughs> I, which I hope it never does, Jordan, to be honest. But no. you know, how can, how can we leave a legacy in that region? Mm. And it sort of comes back to you know what we've learned through through my work, you know, over many, many years, you know, we've got to leave some, some sort of legacy there. And, and then we thought, um, you know, the clubhouse was the way to go, but it's a pretty expensive exercise. So I think what COVID presented was, you know, we were starting to accumulate money in the bank account because we weren't sending it over because they were under lockdown and they weren't spending any money. Oh, interesting. Um, so we built up a little bit of a booty in the bank and, and thought, well, how can we best utilise this? Um, and, um, yeah, got some designs put together and 
bit the bullet and thought, shit, we are like, we only had about 20% of what we needed to build this thing. Yeah, yeah. And, but we got the ball rolling and got started and then some fundraising sort of came in with the Jersey, the Jersey yeah, yeah, fundraiser yeah. that you mentioned. Yeah. And yeah. Abdullah Zainab, some of your listeners may have, may have heard of Abdullah. He's in, currently on a $24,000 fundraising campaign. Yeah, really? Yeah, in preparation for his 24-hour world record attempt. Yeah. And there's other people just well wishes, fans of the project just chipping in, you know, to keep the momentum of the clubhouse going. So, but um, just on the design of the clubhouse, it's it's going to be a huge part of it. So the way it's been designed um, is we've got a massive, massive e-racing lounge. Yeah, um, we have fun. How's about... Um, eight smart trainers Fantastic. eventually and this gets back to to michael's story and i think you guys spoke about it mm. um, from memory um about um you know the challenge or the issue of getting eyes on this talent in this region yeah and you know like the e the whole e-racing platform today is is pretty accessible by anyone and um yeah like can you imagine the scenario where we've got eight of our best cyclists in southern Uganda yeah. on those e-races, racing for Team Amani yeah. against the world's best e-races yeah. uh, and doing well. So, Well, isn't it amazing how, like, you know, obviously you had started this project, you know, a couple of years ago, but, you know, we have, you know, we've been in this global pandemic that has, you know, kind of, you know, forced a lot of the usual racing, you know, structure, you know, globally to stop. But yet it has opened up the opportunity for legitimate, you know, kind of e-bike racing. Um, and people, we're seeing people, I think, it, unfortunately, I think it was this year or, the, or 2020 that was supposed to be the first UCI World Championships or as part of yeah. it they were having essentially as, as Wift race. I was with, I don't know if it was Wift or not, but, you know, an, an e-platform. Um, but it is amazing that if it wasn't for this lockdown, I don't think people would have actually understood the legitimacy of just how just what opportunity that opens up in the case of Masaka that you can you know that with that with Team Armani you can legitimately be racing against people from the other side of the world in a a, a fair and you know real you know no race sense and what that opens out to later on which is just which is amazing Oh, mate, it's so amazing. I think Michael um, um, also, you know, was honest enough to say, you know, we all we stumbled on it or he stumbled on it. Yeah, yeah. Or the Team Amani team stumbled on it. Um, no one was real lovers for, you know, the e-racing scene at that point. But, but yeah, look, it's non-discriminative, uh, yeah. you know, like it doesn't matter whether you're black, white, yeah. poor, yeah. rich, yeah. Uh, whatever it is. And, um, you know, that sort of platform, you know, doesn't lie really. And, you know, it records statistics and KPIs and all those sorts of things that are crucial yeah. um, for these riders to get noticed. So it's turned out to be, yeah, in- incredible sort so, of yeah. Uh, outcome. Yeah. So you've got, so at the minute, you've got 50, Masaka's got 50 um, sort of like members, as it were. And the plan is, well, the initial plan is obviously get them, get them training, get them racing. So, what does the interested to kind of know what does the racing look like over there? Uh, you know, post COVID. You know, um, like what, yeah. what, like, how, what, what's, 
how can what do the races look like and then what's the next steps to take it to a national and international level yeah, so that the we've been racing in domestic races since um, Uganda came out of lockdown. Probably about half a dozen races, okay. and and we we're dominating the the um, the podium over in Uganda at the moment. Amazing! Which is, um, Come on! <laughs> <laughs> but that's at elite level. That's at um, female level. That's at junior yeah, level. So, brilliant. so we're doing doing very very well. But um, uh, the most exciting race coming up is in June. It's called the mm-hmm. Migration Gravel Race. Oh yes, we spoke about it, didn't we? Yeah. So you and uh, you and Michael spoke about that. It's a big fundraiser for Kenyan riders, one of our sister clubs. But yeah, but um, there's World Tour riders going to that, and the best East African riders are all going to to that race from you know Rwanda, Kenya, Uganda, and we've got two of our boys going to that so race. Good. It's a four-day stage race over 650 k. So, for the very, very first time, we will genuinely see how good our boys are. Oh, man, so, that's, that's so exciting! Yeah. So you know, like they they've outgrown already the domestic scene. So yeah. you know, our focus, hopefully, you know, with telling this story and getting more and more cycling fans involved, you know, we can we can get them to places like. Uh, Kenya, Rwanda more regularly to mm. to really, you know, race the best of East Africa. That's so exciting. And then again, you know, with and thankfully with the, you know, the, the, the strength of social media as it is, you know, that puts it on an international platform, you know, people yeah. are watching. Yep. And, you know, like this, the scenario, you know, if, if you, if you went over to, to you, to Masaka Cycling Club, Jordan, and you spoke mm. to, you know, the elite riders, um, you know, they have this unbelievable belief in their, in their own ability. Yeah, um, brilliant. But they don't really know how good they are because yeah. they haven't, they haven't raced. Yeah, sure. You know, they are, they are the best yeah. in, um, in uh, Uganda, but they haven't really raced the best in, in other countries. So, yeah. so, they don't know any difference. It's 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 fair for them to believe they're they're good and they are good. So we're really looking forward to good, bad, or ugly to understanding yeah. where where our starting point is by by taking them to, to this migration gravel race. So yeah. So then we know you know where the where the program needs to go from there to to either keep pace with these sister clubs. Yeah. Um, or you know, put some coaching support around them, or develop programs to, yeah. to develop them further. Yeah, I think one of the things that I'm really struck by is that, um, you know, on a on a low, I mean, you referenced earlier the you know the and we spoke about it with Michael the 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 example set with the the athletics and running and and sort of now how sort of like Kenyan sort of running is very much the benchmark but it started you know that journey started 20 years ago and I think one of the things that's I think I'm really struck by is that it's it's exciting for us to kind of be involved on a on a on a you know a relatively minimal level I mean we can offer support financially and just through the connections that we have with Curve it's this amazing sort of like project that is making a really big difference locally like there in 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 in, in masaka and with the individuals i mean it's amazing to hear there's now 50 yeah yeah but, and the- but, but the bigger picture is 
that's what I find so exciting and I think really should not be overlooked is that even though it can be a I mean the just the sense that if a couple of those um a couple of those riders with the support of of you know the people who are supporting your projects and what you're doing if they can go on to race internationally which is already a plans to do with this migration you know race and then you know beyond that if there's opportunities to maybe get into a european team or whatever the filter down effect i mean just to explain to that maybe help put it into context because the filter down effect that that must have on a local and national level in, in uganda that must be amazing Oh, look, it's it's extraordinary, really. Um, you know, for for your country and my country, you know, we wouldn't even have a clue, you know. Yeah. You know, what the next big talent is coming through and et cetera, et cetera. You know, yeah. we only get interested once they're they're on the big yeah. stage. But yeah. but even already these these guys are local sort of superstars and they haven't really done anything. So Yeah, really. So to, well, in our in our eyes, they, yeah, they yeah. haven't. But but I get back to you know that humanitarian element. You know, like yeah. creating, putting smiles on people's faces, creating yeah. hope, yeah. and for kids to be able to look at these these cyclists and believe that there's something beyond just needing to survive every day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And it, so, and that's that's what's happened at, at Kenya and, and other places around Africa. If we can embed these this talent or showcase mm. this talent and bring it back to to those regions, yeah, um, it would just create so much hope and uh, for, for for that whole area, which which is in desperate need of that. So yeah, I so. mean, you know, because I think I think one of the things I'm really sort of like quite and you know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the things I really want to try and get across to our listeners and our customers that this isn't just this isn't just some charity thing. This isn't just like you sort of pat us on the back and you know you know like look at the sort of good work that we're doing. It, it comes back to you know there's this opportunity that we have, and it just became through like a mutual connection with with Curve and then with yourself, and you know you and I have just followed the rabbit hole of where this support can lead and, yeah. you know, what you're doing. And again, it, it's the same thing that's how it started with yourself. It started with, well, I can just take a bike over, but that rabbit hole leads to amazing places. And I think there's this great opportunity that, that um, ourselves and, you know, any customers listening can really be a part of something that is, that it's not just a charity thing where it's just, oh, you know, that's nice. I've donated and, you know, it's kind of making a bit of difference, but it, it can potentially have a, like a significant impact on in particular young people to that where we can establish hope in some, in something that is so simple as riding a bike, but the opportunity yeah. that, that can create and the, the, the role models that can come from it is so exciting. And I mean, I, I think what you're doing is amazing, Ross, but I, I really kind of, I'd like to kind of understand more the significance about what the work you are doing there, because it's not just about building a clubhouse. No. It's not, it's not just about building bricks and mortar. It's not just about, you know, trying to find donations for, for, uh, you know, smart trainers or bikes or kit. It's really significant uh, on, on a, on a, on a, on a human level. And the opportunity that is in our hands to, to, to have an impact in, in, in on a human level is, I think it's extraordinary. 
Mate, yeah, couldn't agree with you more. Like it's this this project uh, on face value, it might look like just a cycling club or a cycling project, but it's a humanitarian project first yeah, and foremost. So absolutely. That's that's what the bones are, and that's that's the way it will stay. And if we if some of that talent reaches the levels that we hope, well, that's just a bonus. But but what I can tell you, and um, you'll know that I'm that I'm right. So the people that have become involved in this project are, are people just from the general cycling community. Like they're just everyday Joes, like you and I. Um, mm. And there's millions of us around the world. So, you know, all, all that, you know, most people, more, more than most, um, all they've done is they've just simply signed up for, for a little monthly donation, like yeah. three, three pounds a month or $5 a month or $10 a month, whatever it is. And they've, they've probably been, you know, really inquisitive initially about, you know, what the hell is this, this all about? But when they sign up and they get involved and they get my monthly emails and with all the updates and things like that, you know, there's, there's just this immense passion and pride about what, what they're involved in. Yeah, and I think, absolutely. I think that that's coming through now. You mentioned the jerseys that have been distributed all around um, the world as part yeah. of the, the clubhouse fundraiser, the photos that are just emerging from everywhere and people are, just the comments that you see about how proud they are to, to own that jersey and wear that jersey and yeah, be part of the project. You're absolutely right. They're proud. They're proud to be a part of it. They're proud to be yeah. a part of something beyond themselves. They're proud to be a part of something that is that is doing significant things. And and that's yeah, it's just that collective action. So it's not a project, I think, where the project's designed to be sustainable and accessible to the day-to-day cycling fan. It's not, there's no one big sponsor involved or there's no one heavy reliance on one person, you know, one, you know, billionaire or whatever. It's basically the collective action, uh, which is small amounts coming from the day-to-day cycling fan um, from all around the world just all coming together to create a movement and mm. provide, you know, give these kids some hope and, yeah. and direction in life. So, yeah. and and once you once you're in it and you get involved, it becomes easy to understand and interpret yeah. and enjoy and, um, <clears throat> yeah, and that that's that's the way that we've built it. And you know, hopefully we can triple and quadruple those numbers, um, get more and more people involved. So let's, um, let's, let's explore that a bit. So, I mean, we, uh, one of the reasons for the podcast is, you know, obviously we, uh, you and I spoke towards the end of last year and we said, look, we really, as far as Jira goes, we really want to kind of make a 2021, uh, uh, like to really step up our support of Masaka and to increase the communication from our standpoint, um, in, Increase the understanding uh, from our customer standpoint about what Masaka is and what it's doing, um, and then importantly how how we can help. So from a from a coffee shop, uh, from a business, and then from an individual level, how can we how can we help? How can we get involved? And you know we'll we'll start to kind of roll out the details of that. We've got some plans for April this year, which is really exciting. Um, but I suppose let's kind of take it one step back. Uh, you know, there's many ways that we can get involved right now. And there's very, I mean, I love, <laughs> I, I, I think I shared this with Michael, but one of the, for anybody who didn't hear that. So 
um, we set up, you know, you, uh, the simplest way to get involved is to do a monthly donation. And the donation start is, you know, it's like three pounds a month or something, which is, you know, a cup of coffee. And that's a very accessible uh, and tangible means of support. Three pounds, one cup of coffee a month. That's great. And more people can do that. That's more sort of funds for the project. And as a yep. business, we, we set up a, a, a monthly sort of, you know, donation of £100 a month. You know, I mean, if we put it in relative terms, we spend a lot more on that on coffee, you know. And so £100 a month, as far as the business was, I think, you know, realistic and reasonable. And Ross Ross, <laughs> Ross emailed me and said, I think you've made a mistake. Like, did you mean to do, <laughs> did, did you mean to do 10? And we were like, no, no, 100. And it's just a small thing. It's not to kind of say, I'm not saying that by any means to sort of, you know, express just how, you know, sort of like great we are, but more like in the context of it doesn't take a lot to support what's going on. And mm. the, the, the impacts of just £3 a month, what that can do, is is really great so uh, uh, just taking it a step back like what is what's the vision of masaka like what is what's the right now vision and then what's the sort of the the horizon vision and what's the beyond the horizon vision because that's what we really want to start championing and and if we can kind of start to kind of support and help make those steps real towards that longer term vision so yeah right now what's the vision and then in the future what's the vision for masaka yeah, well, um, the the monthly. I'll just just start with the monthly because I think that's a really important point to get get across. Because um, if you if you rely on one off one off donations, it's really hard to plan ahead. Yeah. And with yeah. a, with a region like this and the issues that you've got to deal with day to day, you need to ha- have some sort of certainty because if you let these people down, you yeah. know, like yes, you, yeah, absolutely. You, you, you could break them, and, yeah. and that and that's and that's not what we're all about. We're all about providing hope. So, and that goes back to what you said. We want to make sure that there is a legacy that is left, yeah. us, and that legacy is one of hope, not on one of, of of disappointment. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the monthlies are so important, but I'll come back to that. I'll just get onto the vision. So, it's changed obviously, and it changes quite regularly as more and more people get involved. Yeah. But um, you know, the long the long term vision or the short to long term vision is to get that clubhouse built and yeah. to have um, eight smart trainers there with any of our members on those smart trainers racing and training as much as much as they can and as yeah. much as they're prepared to. Yeah. So, so that that will just um, one showcase the talent, but it'll progress their skills and yeah, um, yeah. And, and they're hard workers, Jordan. Like yeah, that they just bury. They know how to bury themselves. Like they yeah, they yeah, know yeah. what pain, they know what pain is. Yeah, and yeah. Um, so you know, for anybody who's listening who doesn't understand that term, that's not that's not uh, actually burying themselves. <laughs> that <laughs> is, is that an Aussie a, uh, term? No, no, no. It's definitely a cycling term, but I suppose it could get lost. Uh, just means just going full gas on a bike and it just, you know, pushing yourself beyond, beyond, beyond. I'm the type, yeah. like, I'm the type of rider that when it hurts, I usually ease up a bit. But I know if yeah. I'm riding next to Jamie, for example, and he hurts, he just keeps going stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger, which is what yeah. a lot of pros do. It does, there's that famous quote by Greg Lamont that says it doesn't get easy, you just go faster. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and that's that's what they're like. So um, because it, the, their motivation levels are different to ours, like their yeah. reasons are, yeah, are yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that's, you know, that's amazing. Look, so there's, there's huge huge reasons for them and you know like um 
down the track, if we can build up our monthly numbers, we'd love to get a full-time coach you yeah, know, yeah, in yeah. the club yeah, working with not, not only the elite talent, but, but also, um, you know, like, uh, putting in talent identification programs and, you know, nurturing the female program, the junior mm. program, all these programs that we can put in place. But mm. at the moment we're just relying on some local local talent, um, yeah. which hasn't been exposed to, you know, like modern coaching methods. Mm. It's just literally a scenario where it's just purely raw talent and, mm. and that's it without without too much science behind 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 that. So We'd love to have that in place at some stage. Mm. And then, you know, the, probably the third the third main one is, you know, for us to become a bit of a recruiting ground for, you know, Conti teams, pro Conti, yeah. world yeah. tour teams even, yeah. God forbid. So, yeah. you know, we know that's a long, long way away. Um, but if it develops that way, um, then and more people hear, hear this story and hear your story, Jordan, then, you know, that might it might not be unrealistic to think that it could be a, a recruiting ground. East Africa could be, become a recruiting ground for for pro pro teams. So, and I think I, I, just to sort of like explore that a bit, we're not just talking about just. I, I know it's something that we mentioned with 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 Michael when we spoke, but you know, for over here, the the route or the the road to wanting to become a professional cyclist as a, as a young person is actually quite clear. Um, you know, there's the structure in place and there's the evidence of it before. You know, we see a pro peloton that's filled with British people, not filled, but, you know, it has this, you know, it's, 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 you know, in the last sort of 20 years, there's been a lot more than there has been previously. So the, the road to that is is quite straightforward. Um, but there's it's just that you know, I suppose it's the same thing over over here. You know, there's opportunity to kind of do anything. Um, but we're not just talking about oh, in Masaka the opportunity for like an, just for one person to potentially get a pro contract. We're talking about what that does as like a paradigm shift for the mentality of what is possible for people in that region that that's the area that I think we we cannot overlook where it's not just about oh you know you know so and so has got a pro contract good for them there's that that paradigm shift of well something can happen that 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 happened here that hasn't happened before you know if, if someone from let's say our cafe for example gets a pro contract that's not unfamiliar you know we understand that because that can very much easily happen Whereas someone over there, for, as part of Masaka Cycling Club, gets a pro contract, that's a paradigm shift in that is a, a cataclysmic, you know, sort of like shift in 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 people's thinking and mentality. That is, I mean, uh, um, um, is that correct? Am I am I wrong in thinking uh, that? No, mate, you're spot on. And you know, it's that breakthrough moment. You know, God forbid if it ever happens. Um, you know, and I take you back to the Kenyan. Um, situation with the Kenyan athletics, you know, it took one breakthrough moment and yeah. it's created, you know, yeah. you know, a whole culture yes. um, yes. for, for Kenyan athletes. So yeah. if we, if we, you know, in our lifetime, we're fortunate enough to see that breakthrough moment come for, for Southern Uganda mm. at Masaka Cycling Club and that person, you know, returns to that region 
um, then all of a sudden the kids start believing, well, it can, this can happen. Like yeah. it, it yeah. has happened. Like it is, it is actually something that is believable. So, yeah. and then hopefully, you know, in decades to come, it'll become the, the, get the Kenyan athletic story and, um, you know, you get, you know, everyone's banging down the door of yeah. East African cyclists, you know, yeah, wanting yeah, them in yeah, their yeah, team, yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. And, and it's, and it's starting to happen like in places like Colombia, for example, in cycling, you start to seeing, you know, you're starting to see more and more, uh, of the riders yeah. from that region. Yeah, absolutely. The so, so and why can't it happen? And, and, in and East Africa? Yeah. 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 That's absolutely. Right. Yeah. It's exciting. So, and I suppose yeah. like, I, I, as I say, it, it's not, I feel as though I keep going on about this, but it's something that I just feel is really important to stress. It's not just, you know, this is the, the nice sort of like charity sort of like, you know, box that we can tick. Like this is an opportunity that's in our hands that we can actually have play a small part in, in changing the uh, culture of and in particular young people to give up young people it and just happens to be that's in our hands that it's in a you know that it's in another part of the world you know it, it could have been in our hands that it was around the corner but it just happens to be in uganda it happens to be in masaka it happens to be part of east africa but the opportunity is there to do something really significant and to offer hope to something and 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 i i feel very secure with 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 your uh, and prior knowledge and and you know with 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 Michael's involvement with Team Armani that the support is not you know it's not lost it's it, there there is a legacy already there's a legacy but there will be a legacy that is going to be lasting that it's not just oh this feels pretty good and and because you're right I mean we the, the thought of people you know left being left stranded or disappointed because of bad decisions I don't believe that's going to happen and I feel very secure in what you're doing and and and, and the, the structure that's already there yeah and and I believe that too. And, you know, we do have a formal Masaka Cycling Club Foundation set up now. So it's not one person driving this. It's, you know, a collective board. Mm. Um, But more important, it's the cycling community. Like it's the cycling community, the the globe over. Yeah, yeah. all contributing just a small amount. And I guarantee, (laughs) and, and I see it all the time, you know, like, um, you know, that you might have a heap of, heap of fans around the UK that, um, you know, sign on for three pound. Mm. I guarantee you in six months time, they'll be wanting to make a bigger impact. And, yeah, amazing. And they might want to double it to six, six yeah, pound yeah, yeah, a, a yeah, month yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and get seriously involved. So yeah. um, we've got so many stories like that. So it's just really, you know, if we get nothing, you know, I would, I would love to challenge the, the cycling community in the United Kingdom to just stump up three bucks a month. Yeah, I know it's yeah. trying times and I know it's a big ask, but you know, you can get onto our website, which is masakacyclingclub.com. Yeah. Sign up. Uh, there's a little support orange support button there, which you can just click on and go up and sign for three pound a month. And come on the ride of your life. I guarantee you it's a ride of your life. Like I can see that you're already talking about it emotionally, Jordan, and and you know what you get out of it just yeah. personally yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, we've got a hundred and forty odd people similar to you that have that have taken the leap and mm. you know they're 
come on coming on the ride of their life and there's no hint of them wanting to not be involved in it because yeah. of the impact that they're they're having so yeah amazing and i think we you know so we will um i mean we can probably start to talk about it now so we uh we're, we've kind of earmarked April of this year, April 2021, to be our sort of like um, support month and campaign month for, for Jira and Masaka Cycle Club. We're going to have lots of more information about up on the website, but we're going to be doing a few rides, have a, potentially a couple of events, you know, depending on what's happening with lockdown, but it could be digital, but just to really kind of express and explain like, you know, what how we're supporting and how you can get involved. We'll also have a, 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 a pledge to honour customers, any customers and um, donations will will look to sort of uh, match in some way, and whether that be you know towards you know uh, something specific for the clubhouse, but you know something it's just a small way that Giro can support what's going on. But I think you know now we're really starting to understand you know kind of more the vision, and the vision is pretty simple. I mean you know to be able to sort of have a finished clubhouse that is you know filled with the right kit and have the right support from from coaching staff to 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 whatever else so that you know there's we're really honoring the hard work that these you know riders are already putting in to give them the best opportunity to, to, to try and break through that is i mean who wouldn't want to be involved in that yeah. um, and that's not i know that's that's not you know we're not saying this from a standpoint of yeah, this isn't an appeal by 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 no means. This is just like who wouldn't want to be involved in doing something that's so simple as the cost of a coffee, a coffee a month. Yeah, and and I agree. Like um, we do need, you know, we do need another fifty, another hundred monthly donors to to sign up to give us the confidence to invest in a coach and take that whole you know cycling yeah. program yeah. Um, um ahead. But Jordan. Can you imagine, like, you've been involved in this from day one. Can mm. you imagine the day um, when you pack up your bike and toodle off to southern Uganda, which is a destination oh, I you can't would never in your wildest dreams have yeah. thought to go to um, before knowing your involvement in this project yeah. and go and have a spin uh, yeah. with these club members around some of the most beautiful countryside that you'll ever yeah. lay eyes on. Yeah. So, you know, that that's, you know, in the, in the years to come and, you know, once this COVID thing disappears, you know, that's, that's a little bit, well, we're going to hopefully try and encourage more people to actually go and see the project yourself. Yeah. Like Absolutely. Go, go and see what you're part of, you know, yeah. touch and feel it, like make yourself Absolutely. at home. Like there's no constraints whatsoever. And I, not only that, I mean, that is really exciting. But then there's also the other side is like, imagine if, if, and I believe, I, you know, I want to see, you know, the, the, that we see riders that from Masaka in the pro peloton because it's, 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 it's happened before. It's just a case of, of helping and to support that. We're not the ones riding the bikes. You know, you're not the one, you know, kind of actually sort of, you know, pushing the pedals for them. We're just helping to create that path for them where there wasn't a path before. And it's shameful that there wasn't a path before then. But that's just the yeah. reality. So it's a case of, you know, partnering with yourself and with Team Armani, you know, actually creating that route forward to, to see them reach the pro peloton. Um, you know, years ago, um, uh, Jiro was host for a, a couple of uh, fundraising events. Um, and it was part of Quebec, and, and we had some connections with South Africa. And look what happened with, and, and one of the guys that, uh, um, the Kirkby's, which is a local family, they were sort of, you know, personally supporting was Nick Lamini. 
And now he is this a rock star in the pro peloton. But yes. It, but it started years before then. And yeah. I feel immensely excited about the potential of the work that you're doing there. And, and yeah, I want to see it. I want to see these, that, you know, that opportunity open out where people can reach the pro peloton or whatever racing levels there are. Um, because over here, as I said before, like for over here, it's normal. Why yeah. can't it be? Why can't it be normal in Masaka? It should be normal. Yeah, it and we just be. it should be. And you know, if we can kind of start to you know get that ball rolling and just watch it like fly fly forward, man, that's exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. So it would be a life changing, yeah, life changing trip for you, yeah. Jordan, and and um, you know, finally we feel like you know that the. Um, you know, all those inequality sort of barriers that, um, that um, you know, a lot of people and riders and so mm. forth mm. Um, have faced, you know, all their lives. Mm. Um, you know, this program is, is um, you know, slowly but surely breaking through or finding a way to weave through all those constraints, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So f- for you to go into that region and sort of see it and watch it all unfold firsthand and touch and feel it is a, is a pretty pretty exciting thing to look yeah. forward to. Yeah, well, one day let's, um, let, let's, let's, uh, let's try and get, those, get that in the diary. That's very exciting. So we've got a um, – we've mentioned the jerseys a couple of times, but um, we've got another bulk order window open at the moment until the 28th of February. Yeah. And we're just struggling to, to get the weight of numbers that we need to, to place the bulk order. Yeah. Um, so if anyone out there um, is keen to get their hands on a, a Masaka Cycling Club jersey, it's the actual top. It's the exact top that the, the riders the riders wear and race in. Mm. You can go to masakacyclingclub.com and click on the jersey page and please, you know, pre-order your jersey, you know, before the 28th so we can get it, get the numbers up that we need to. And all of that, 100% of those funds um, we'll go towards the clubhouse yeah, because we're yeah. still sort of trying to rustle up enough funds. And please know that there's not one cent paid to me or anyone yeah, else yeah. involved in this project um, uh, to get to to run this run this project. So 100% of the profits of those jerseys will go into the bricks and mortar of that yeah, clubhouse. If you can help us with that, that'd be great. Well, look, I mean, as, a, as an immediate, we will do what we can to promote that from now. So we'll start to really kind of push that. Uh, we'll increase the the communication levels on our website so that people really understand what Jerry's involvement is in Masaka. Um, but we just thought it was really good to have a sort of touch point leading into to some of the other fundraisers that we'll be doing this year, just to kind of help, uh, you know, quantify and clarify what it is that Masaka or who Masaka is and how Jerry's going to be getting involved. But as far as the Jersey fundraisers goes, look, we'll we'll step up our support there. Uh, we'll set. I'm certainly going to be ordering a few as well um it's uh it's it's a brilliant thing um and I, I i i think you know really from here on out our you know our kind of like role is 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 just to help you know help offer a platform to to explain more what it is that you're doing and you know to kind of really create a platform where you know we can see some you know significant change happen in that area 
Yeah, mate. And you're doing an incredible job of it already. So, well, um, I mean, we're, all, all we're doing is just is sounding out the work that you're doing, mate. And it's, it is an honor to be involved. And I just think I just I always get so excited about it because it just started with a very simple connection between between uh, ourselves and Cove and then in turn you. And what a privilege to be involved in, in what you're doing. It really is, um, which is great. Um, mate, you got you got to do me one favor, though. Yeah, go you know, for it. We're, we're all in this together. It's not me doing it anymore. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, we're, we're doing it all together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like all, you know, at the moment, you know, I'm just really the, the mouthpiece for the project. Um, we want, you know, the whole cycling community to get behind it and mm-hmm. own it and, mm-hmm. you know, call it your own. Yeah, absolutely. Do it. Just, just get it get involved so um there's no one sort of person you know like driving this anymore it's it's up to the whole cycling community to own it and, and take it forward amazing well ross you're a good man it's amazing to uh, to be working with you on this in some way and uh you know I, I, next time you speak to the guys there please send on our love um we'll we'll uh we'll kind of work together to to see you know to kind of you know see how we can kind of communicate further to our cu- customer base here um what you, the, you know what's going on and and to kind of put the individual stories more to the fore um but uh, it is an absolute you know honor to kind of be involved in in in, in what's going on over there so so and a huge and you know i i know that you're one of the most humble guys ever but you know a huge thank you to you for for allowing us to kind of be involved because it is it is significant um and we feel very fortunate no mate um likewise very humble for everyone's involvement and if you want to if you want to keep an eye on that clubhouse build um, Instagram's probably the best spot for that, and it's Masaka Cycling Club on Instagram. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll put all the links in the in the description below on this. Um, but obviously, the Masaka Cycling Club has a podcast, uh, which is which is great. Uh, which we'll put the link for that. Ross, yourself, you've got your own podcast called The Hidden Athlete, which is fascinating. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll put, we'll put all the links in the description below and they'll be very clear on the GeoCycles website as well. There'll be very clear um, understanding about how people can support. And if anybody wants to d- donate, we've got the donations um, there. Um, but uh, Ross, thank you, mate. Really good to touch base on this Monday. Well, Monday morning for me, the sun is now fully risen. There's a little bit of snow. Monday evening for you, the sun's setting. Um, yeah. So on that note, we'll, uh, we'll leave it there. No worries, mate. Thanks, Ross. Cheers, no worries, mate. buddy. See ya.